Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Arulo. We're on episode 40, and today is Tuesday, May 17th. Deep breath, everyone. Deep breath. Civil War is over. The side, you know, it's, it's completed. We know who won, I think. <laughs> and we're moving on to new frontiers. Vic, how are you doing? I am doing mighty dandy today, man. What's the next Marvel movie on the docket? Doctor uh, Strange? Actually, it's going to be X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. But, not, well, yeah, their own thing. That'll yep. be May. That's a couple, that's in a couple weeks, right? Uh, I think next week. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Wow. Can't wait to Damn. not watch that because there's no time traveling involved. <laughs> Call Bird, how are you doing? I caught up with Days of Future Past this week, but... That's nice. right. You've been watching all of them. All the first class Yeah, I watched both, yeah, I watched both of them. So. How, how, was, how was that going back in time, literally and figuratively? It was cool. Yeah. I would say Days of Future Past was better than First Class. Yeah, yeah. But it's time travel. Yeah. But it was cool. Have you, you seen the original X-Men's? Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't there. That's cool. Ares, how we doing? Good. Great. <laughs> Jesus, right. can you be any more unenthusiastic? <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a slow day. We're a little tired today. To keep it short but sweet, man. <laughs> That's, That's what I like to hear. <laughs> how about... Who wants to lead us off with today? What have we been up to? Who wants to lead us off? Show of hands. Maurice, what have you been up to this what week? What have I been up to? Whoa. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> That's different. Point. We never do start with me. Oh, uh, boy. I've actually been doing a little bit of catch up myself. Um, all this Uncharted news has been going around, so I went back to Tomb Raider, <laughs> which is kind of like Uncharted-ish, except it's for Xbox One, because uh, I hadn't played that in a little while, but I got back into that a little bit. The one player was pretty good. It's It's enjoyable. I can't really break down the mechanics of it. It's a good story. It's it's fun. It's for a one player game. It's fun. But I've I kind of fell off a few wagons. I fell off the video game wagon, the reading wagon. I've actually mostly been reading comic books lately. Yeah. So I'll have a, a full review down the road for that because I'll definitely beat that probably within, within the next month or so. Yeah, I um, blame Jess for all of this. <laughs> you should. It is all her fault. She is totally distracting me. Uh, it's terrible. Actually, I am going to show her all the Marvel movies that we talked about that, so that's mm-hmm. pretty exciting. Um, better get to that, man. There's already 13. <laughs> I know. Better get your ass in gear. Um, we've got that. Uh, I've been reading our uh, friend of the show, Paul Filippo's book. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm on chapter two, uh, two or three. I've been kind of slowly into that one, because I was trying to get back into the um, into the reading game, but I didn't want to jump right back into one of my series that I'm like 12 books into, so I figured I'd start back you know, with like a solo book. Um, been reading that a little bit, and the big thing that I did—not big—but I read uh, four of the five Anakin and Obi Wan comics, uh, which I purchased on Free Comic Book Day. I was just gonna ask you that, but yeah, okay. yeah, I haven't read—I haven't read um, Volume Two for Star Wars or Vader yet, uh, but I did read that. It was a, it, so four have been released out of the five. It's a miniseries. It's pretty good. It's a different planet that no one's really familiar with in Star mm-hmm. Wars. Um, even the expanded universe didn't really touch on the Anakin Obi Wan. Uh, relationship between episodes one and two they did but it was um, mostly young adult novels which I didn't really read too much of I mean I read, a, I read so before episode one came out or after episode one came out there was young adult novels for uh, Anakin I'm sorry for Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon so I told you about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's relationship together before the movie and Qui-Gon's old apprentice who turned evil, yada, yada, yada. And then as I got older, I kind of aged out of the books right as the Anakin and Obi-Wan stuff started coming out. So it was it's interesting to see that kind of relationship play out. Yeah. Uh, the art is really amazing, and it makes um, Obi-Wan a badass. Nice. He looks like a super badass, <laughs> which you don't really see too much with Obi-Wan, but it's really good. The, 
the last the last one's coming out pretty soon, which I'm looking forward to. The story's pretty good. Um, one of the things that George Lucas messed up with, I think, in episode one, and he's in, he hasn't admitted it was a mistake, but he admitted what he tried to do. He wanted to make Anakin, like, super pure, which didn't make any sense to me. Because yeah. he went from super pure, little, young, annoying kid in episode one to asshole in episode two. Yeah. <laughs> so this relationship kind of talks about the, how he's so strong, how kids in the, you know, the, the Jedi temple aren't too nice to him, and they still call, and it touches on the Palpatine relationship too, mm-hmm. how Palpatine manipulated him even back then, which is oh, pretty, nice. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, so it makes more sense. It definitely puts more context into the movies. Um, there was a deleted scene in episode one where Anakin actually beats up a Roydian, which is Greedo, mm-hmm. um, but he took it out of the film because he didn't want Anakin to be seen as a little dick. Uh-huh. Even though I feel like that would have just made more sense. Well, yeah, would have. about the kid who the kid who played Anakin? Jake Lloyd, yeah, he actually fell to the dark side in real life. Yeah, <laughs> what did he? Yeah, he has like I think he has uh, schizophrenia. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The movie essentially ruined his life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. damn. He quit acting. He was made fun of a lot as a child. Because of that stupid Anakin yep. thing. Yep. I mean, it wasn't his fault. He wasn't such a terrible actor. <laughs> They should have never cast a nine-year-old in the first place. Um, oh, George Lucas ruining lives. Yeah, but um, this is really the first foray for Disney into the prequel era, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm liking. I'm enjoying that. So, getting a bit more to that. So I'll finish the five, and I'll I'll review on the you know the official review on that. But it's so it's it's good so far. I really enjoy how they're making Obi Wan a complete badass. Nice, just in the artwork. Really like it. Um, but that's that's really all for me. So far, I still I'll, I'll be reading volumes two for Star Wars and Vader pretty soon. We have some Vader news coming up uh, in, the, in the news docket. Yeah. Uh, how about yourself, there, Vic? Uh, well, uh, a couple of things. Uh, first, we celebrated uh, the birthday of our dear friend and co-host Aris. <laughs> right, we did. Yep. So it was uh, over twenty strong at India restaurant. Awesome food, awesome people, awesome times all around. Mm. And, did you do the belly dancing? I didn't. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember going there once yeah. for a birthday party and they yeah. brought belly dancers out and stuff. Nah, there were no belly dancers that night. Oh. Yeah. They only do that on certain nights. Oh, yeah. okay. But plenty of great food. You missed out, Carl. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we get I to was, be Yeah, I was at my uh, brother's, gra- I was supposed to be there as well. My, I was at my brother's graduation in Boston, which was an okay time, but yeah. really exhausting. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I was with family as well. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, but you still miss out. Uh, <laughs> sure, I did. I saw the Snapchat videos and stuff. But, but um, yeah, besides that, I actually watched a couple of uh, new movies recently. Um, one movie I watched was actually a couple weeks ago, but I haven't had a chance to review it until now. I watched this uh, B-horror movie uh, called Green Room, which mm-hmm. came out on limited release a couple weeks ago. And Green Room is a pretty cool film. It's directed by uh, Jeremy Saulnier, who directed this uh this film in 2014 called Blue Ruin, which is like this revenge thriller. It's like an independent drama. It's on Netflix. Like and the it's, Revenant? Uh, no. It's it's <laughs> it's uh, with no-name actors, and it's really violent and gritty and grimy. Nice. Oh. And Green Room is more of the same. Green Room is a really cool film. It's um, it's about this punk band. They, um, they're they struggling. They are basically have no money to their name. And they're performing somewhere in like the boondocks of Washington State. And uh, they're desperate for money to get home, so they decide to take this gig in this uh, rundown neo-Nazi skinhead club in the middle of the woods. Oh, that's a good and start. 
And uh, they perform, they first perform by taking the piss out of the neo-Nazi crowd by performing the Dead Kennedy song, uh, Nazi Punks Fuck Off, mm-hmm. which just, which doesn't ingratiate themselves too well with the crowd, but uh, they, but they managed to uh, perform their set intact. And just when they're, they're about to leave, they stumble upon a murder scene in the aforementioned green room backstage and they can't leave. They're, they're trapped. And, um... And the one of the band band leaders played by Anton Yelchin, who was also in um, the uh, Star Trek movies. He plays uh, the oh, Russian yeah. dude. Yeah, using Terminator Salvation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's there, and um, and also Aliyah Shakwat. She plays. Uh, she's from. She's maybe from Arrested Development. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. I like yeah her. she's also a bandmate. So so them so them and their rest of their bandmates they're trapped because they witnessed this murder scene and they can't go anywhere. And this uh, this <clears throat> this neo Nazi group they summon their leader Darcy to to help contain the problem and Darcy's played by uh, preeminent skinhead Patrick Stewart and <laughs> yeah he Patrick Stewart as a neo-nazi and and <clears throat> he's already got a shaved head I guess yeah I mean he I mean he was obviously well prepared Professor X yeah it, it was it's, Jean Picard Jean Luc Picard Jean-Luc. Professor as, a, as, a, skin, as a skinhead yeah it's 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 weird casting but like he plays it so well that like like he, there's no there's no scene where he's chewing where he's chewing up chewing up the scenery and whatnot. Like he plays it very straight. He plays it like very he plays it as a guy who's like very charismatic and he's someone who who's who comes across as very friendly. He wants to contain the problem, and he's like, oh, just relax. You know, we, we'll we'll get the police involved involved and we'll make sure that you know we'll tidy up the scene. We'll make sure that you guys get out safely. But then as soon as one of them steps out of the green room, one of the one of the band members accidentally has his has his, has his hand damn near hacked off. Accidentally. Oh, on purpose. Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. And just, just so, just so uh, Patrick Stewart's character can send a message. He says, like, yeah. "Okay, well, you know, since you guys didn't want to do this our way, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to contain the problem, which originally was, you know, we're gonna make sure you guys, you know, leave and never come back, but we're gonna have to kill you all." <laughs> so, and Patrick Stewart, he's, he's, you know, he's marshaling his uh, skinhead forces to take down this uh, band, which is trapped in this club, and the whole film is just like this taut thriller, this really fucked up grisly movie where there's a lot lots of decapitations there's a lots of blood there's lots of you know grisly you know just 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 bones and blood splatter all over the place there are pit bulls put to use as the killing machines that they are and i i, I really like the film a lot the film with the film was entertaining it Yo, was why just pit bulls Vic? back up a second man what What's with the hate of pitbulls? I'm not hating. I mean, pitbulls have a shitty reputation for good reason, and the, and the way that they're using this film, they're fucking monsters on four legs. They're weapons, and they're used as such. Okay, so the ones in the movie yes. are monsters. Okay, yes. you're, not, you're not making a blanket statement about pitbulls in general. No, I live with two pitbulls. Oh, I feel bad for you. You have my sympathies. But wow, anyway. Vic. What, what the hell, Vic? That's not they're cool, not, man. They're, not they're good dogs. Those are some they're good really dogs, not, yeah. Pitbulls. Pitbulls in my house are right. great. They get on my nerves sometimes, but yeah. that's all mainly just do. one. All dogs do. Yeah. It's all about the owner. If you breed them right, exactly. or raise them right, exactly. Okay, right. I, I, yeah. I one you. of them just happens to have a car bird fetish. I don't know what it is, <laughs> oh. but it's like the second I walk in, he's just right at my feet. Just... Hmm. Interesting. Uh, we'll 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 we'll, t- we'll table that for for later. But uh, 
but but yeah but you know um but like i said green room it's an it's an awesome it's a great movie um if you're a fan of like b b movie uh horror thrillers and if you're a fan of like ultra violence that really gritty stuff it's it's a great date movie too and it's a great breakup movie too if you want to end things on a really <laughs> shitty note so keep that movie in mind green room it's uh, directed by jeremy solnier it's a violent gritty it's just uh, it's on the same vein as um like a john carpenter movie like assault on precinct 13 with more blood so green room great movie check it out now yeah can you bone to it you could <laughs> conceivably you could if you are a fucked up individual and if you are, then I then you're that type of person that I don't want in my circle. So let's keep that in mind. So that's that's one movie I saw, and uh, the other movie that I saw uh, just two days ago also involves Nazis, but it's a much more serious film and much more somber one. It's called uh, Son of Saul, and Son of Saul it's a it's a, this year's Oscar winner for best foreign language film. It's a Hungarian uh, drama which takes place in Auschwitz. And it's uh, and it centers on this uh, this uh, Jewish uh, prisoner named Saul Auslander, uh, and, and he's part of the Sonderkommando, who's um, this this group of Jewish prisoners that they're tasked with ushering in the the new prisoners that go in. They take their possessions and they usher usher them into the showers, which are gas chambers, mm-hmm. and um, and from there, like his as he's as he's um, rifting through the bodies or the pieces, as the Nazis call them, because they dehum- dehumanize them so much. He sees the body of this young boy who he believes is his son, his illegitimate son. So he so he tries to go go out of his way to ensure a proper Jewish burial for this boy, and all the while in the background, uh, these uh, his fellow prisoners are are planning an uprising to escape the prison. And what's awesome about this film is that the whole movie is actually shot in like long sustained takes with like medium to like tight close-ups of the guy himself so like the camera's following him around and it's a tight close-up of his face like the back of his head or when he turns around you see his face and um the and the background's all blurry but you can hear what's going on and it's really effective because you hear all this horrible this horrible atrocities going on this death and destruction but you only it's only centered on his face and his reactions and um and the whole movie was shot in like this four by three uh framing which is like like the square frame like a Old, old TV set, mm-hmm. like the Academy oh, show, okay. and and that's and that's designed to like uh, provide a bigger sense of claustrophobia and like the sense yeah. of suffocation yeah. as he's going around. And the movie, the movie was uh, directed by uh, this guy Laszlo Nemes, which is that this is actually his debut uh, feature. Like he never directed a film before, and mm-hmm. and he directs his film like a like a like a veteran because mm-hmm. it's like the skill that he used, like it was fantastic. Like the sound design was great because like you hear stuff that's going on, you know what's going on, but you only see Saul's face. And um, and uh, what was great about it too was that the film doesn't use any music, so it's just uh, just a sound a sound design as he's going around the camp and yep. as he's talking to the prisoners, and uh, and it's well acted too by the by the main guy. Uh, I think his name is Geza Rowig. He's like a poet, but this is like his first movie he did since the '80s, <laughs> and he just came back for this movie. And it's 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 a it's a terrific film. It's one of the most powerful films I've seen all year, and it, it'll probably be in my top ten to twenty, depending oh, wow. on how the depending on how the rest of the year shakes out. So Son of Saul, highly recommend that film. It's a it's a film that, it's, it's a tough sit, it's not an easy viewing, mm. and um, it's a film that you really have to be in the mood for to watch, but I highly recommend it, because it's a, it's a great film. Depressing, but still a, mas- a masterpiece. Powerful. Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. Depressing, huh? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, Auschwitz. That sounds familiar, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, okay, first of all, I, 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 first of all, I don't, I, all, not all the movies that I like are depressing, dour movies about the Holocaust or people with terminal cancer, okay? Okay. Sure. How, do you normally, how do you normally choose your movies? 
Well, I, I, that's a good. You know what? That is a good question. Criteria like, number one: Are they depressing? Criteria number two: Do they feature terminal cancer? <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, criteria number three: Will only Victor like it and nobody else? No, no, no. Well, to that's answer not fair, Carl. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Aris. Uh, to to answer your question, Maurice, I I choose a film based on you know just. The, the premise, whether or not what the story is about, you know, also who's in it, and you know, if, if the pedigree of the the director, the actors, the writers, and, you know, if it's if it sounds interesting, I'll watch it, and if it turns out to be uh, upbeat or depressing, hey, I'll I'll watch it all. I got you. Yeah. You might you like Civil War as much as you like. Son of Saul. Son of Saul. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I like for, it for different reasons. Yeah. yeah. See Carl Bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. It just so happens that ninety percent of it is horribly depressing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, uh, well, for whatever reason, like you see all those movies that win all the awards and like the joke that The Rock made at the uh, VMAs, like oh, those are the ones that people actually watch. People, you're gonna make yeah. more money selling the upbeat, actiony Terminator, Terminator, tra- uh, Transformers yeah. movies, which they just announced a new one for that, which I will not be seeing. So don't come to the Codex Prime podcast to hear a review about that because <laughs> I will not be watching it. Yeah. Anything else, Vic? Uh well the that's that's pretty much it until we I get some of the, the meat of the story. Like oh, I yeah. like it. I like it. Carl Bird, have you watched any any movies? Have you expanded uh, your horizons at all? I what I do? <laughs> I, uh, nah, it was like a big fun. It was like a big family filled uh, weekend this mm-hmm. weekend. I drove up to Springfield Friday night because it was my cousin Nikki's uh, graduation party. Oh yeah. So and then I reunited with a well not like a little re- reunion with my cousin I haven't seen in like. Eight years, like we kept in touch, but we finally seen each other, mm-hmm. so that was cool. Um, then it was like my cousin's birthday Saturday night, hence why I couldn't make it to Aris's birthday celebration. But um, you know that was you know that was cool as well. Um, I caught up with all with the X Men movies. I just gotta watch the Wolverine ones again. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> well, the the second one I heard was good. Yeah. I did see the first one and. I'll probably just watch it just for the fuck of it, but yeah. it was really yeah. It's it's not great. I know. I, yeah, I know. it's it's, it's pretty. Good. It's awful. It's I, I know. Yeah, I know. X Men Origins. Ugh. That was the funny thing about the X Men series that it's really hit or miss. I think every other one is good. Actually, X Men One and Two were both good. Yeah. Three was terrible. Mm-hmm. Origins. Was yeah. Not good. One and Two. I think they were good just for their time. Sure. Well, but, the X Men One outside of Blade is. Some people say that X-Men 1 started the superhero revolution. It was actually Blade. I would say, like, X-Men started, like, to prove that big-name franchises could yeah. make it. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I love Blade. That was just a play yeah. on the Divas Revolution that WWE started. <laughs> yeah. right um, but, yes, I agree that Blade started, was definitely, like, the first of all the, the modern stuff. But X-Men was the first big Marvel DC that ever, yeah, because people know Blade, but not as well as some of the big properties. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, Batman what, and all those movies and Superman obviously weren't, like, modern movies. They still did really well, but the point of demarcation is definitely X-Men yeah. for most people. I agree, Blade. Mm. Which I hope they bring back with Dusty Snipes. Yeah, I hope so, I, I man. would see it. And Marvel owns it again. Marvel they do. Studios <laughs> owns it. I hope so. they bring back Blade, but I hope they make Wesley Snipes Whistler. That would be great. 
Who's oh. I don't know, believe enough to remember who that is. This was his mentor. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Old white man. Oh. The original movies. Oh, yeah, well, don't totally blackwash him. Chris Christopherson, right? Yep. Okay, okay. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That would make that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is a vampire, so he shouldn't age. So Ooh. if he came back as Blade, but also it would be interesting if he, I don't know. I think that'd, be, that'd be interesting if he came <laughs> yeah. back as Blade. I don't know. That, that, that's an interesting well, premise. He, they are not bringing him back as Blade. Come no. on, this is not big enough to like lead a franchise anymore. Yeah, this should cast like a new actor. And, and besides, like, uh, what's his name signed a, a like a th- multi-picture deal with WWE Studios? Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's a weird choice. Hey man, he's got to make the money. No, hey. it's a weird choice for friggin' <laughs> WWE <laughs> Studios. Here's the thing, not for him. WWE, he doesn't take whatever he can get. WWE yeah. is always at least ten years behind the pop culture. <laughs> So it makes sense. Like, oh, Wesley Snipes, he's big. <laughs> People will remember that name. Yeah, the, even when like they're when they do when they do like all their different uh, gimmicks and stuff, like they're doing the vaudeville villains now, which is like an old timey thing. And someone yeah. on one of the podcasts I was listening to was saying, uh, "Oh, it's like Mad Men, um, and also like uh, Downtown Abbey." And then the person's like, "Well, both of those shows are over now, so it makes sense <laughs> they do it after the show is both ended." <laughs> Of course. So that's just how WWE yeah. rolls. They're always way behind the eight ball. Yeah. But, um, silly they're, bastards. They're using all the popular black actors for uh, Black Panther, so. Yep. What's that all about? Yeah. It takes place in Africa. Yeah. Just saying. They're not going to be able to use It's anyone. called Black Panther. They're not going to be able to use anyone for, for Blade. Was Blade originally white? No. No, he was always black. No, he was, was a black dude. Yeah. I'm thinking Michael B. Jordan. You should just name the country Blackanda. <laughs> Fuck y'all. It's... No. No, Aris. No. Oh, Shut your mouth. Anything else, Colbert? Um, I checked out Drake's new album, Views from the Six. It's... A little music talk. It's a... It's I'm a so tired of hearing Drake's... It, it, it's a Drake album. It's another typical Drake album. Like, I thought he would, you know, with all the momentum that he had with uh, Back to Back and Charge Up and all that, he came out a little more aggressive. But I listened to this, and it's just another typical Drake album. It's like it was just made for the Drake fans, and that was it. Those ain't the money makers, Carl. That's just how you go out and destroy a fella, man. Yeah, but you would have figured. But let me ask you: think you think would you have wanted to buy Views from the Six after hearing um after hearing those two records? No, because it's Drake. I listened. I actually listened to this record too. I'm not gonna lie. I listened to the entire thing on Spotify, and it's a Drake ass Drake album. Yeah, I I skipped a bunch of tracks. Like I listened to like the first minute, and I'm like, oh yeah, this Drake as hell. Skip. (laughs) Is is would he? Would you say he is the Nickelback of the rap game? No. No, as he, much as everyone he, hates Nickelback, they still make a lot of money. From time to time, he puts out some quality music. Like the back to back was fucking fuego. Gotcha. Yeah, that was dope. I'm just trying to like on the because I listen to the radio mostly. Well, also my 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 uh, I have a thing for my car, the tape cassette that plugged into my phone. It broke, so I've been listening to the radio more. Oh, that's oh, yeah. Man. So like every time I switch, it's a different. It's a, it's Drake either featured on a song or one of his songs. <laughs> like I'm so tired of hearing your voice. I've seen enough Degrassi episodes. I'm tired of them. Drake is everywhere. Yeah, it's really annoying. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I actually caught his episode of Saturday Night Live too, which was it was alright. Did okay. Mm-hmm. I always root people. Yeah, his moments. He had his moments, but it was did you spot there. Brad's wife in the audience? I did not. She was there. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They never really show the audience anything. Sometimes. Nah, they really don't. Shout but... out to uh, my boy Brad. Hmm. Came out for my birthday. 
because his wife was at SNL. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would have rather gone to that. You know, I did hear about it. I did hear she was supposed to go. She was supposed to go. So. Oh, God. Well, if that does it, Carl, we'll move on to Mr. Oh, Harry. and Drax, oh. five and six. And that's it. Very comical. Like, it's just like a whole also different side of... A whole different side of Drax that I never would have thought he had. Like, he mm. seemed a little more serious, but... In this one, it was just jokes on jokes on jokes. Like, I support him. CM Punk needs that going because he's never fighting for UFC. That's faux show. Sounds like he's not staying true to the character, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> he's just changing it up. Yeah. All right. What about you, Harris? What have you been up to? Birthday shenanigans. Mm-hmm. That was like my whole weekend. Nice. Yeah. It's a good time, you know. My wife planned a secret little shindig. I was surprised. There were a lot of people there. It was a good time. Good. Yeah. How was the food? Great. I like India. It's one of my favorite places. Right. Actually, it's a good place. I've been it's there. really good. It is. Good food. I would definitely go back food. there. Yeah. It was excellent. So, thanks everyone for uh, coming out. Everyone who did come out. That was awesome. It was a good time. We... Uh, we uh we 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 are we acted our you know ourselves. It was a good time. I kept that secret for two weeks. Me too. Yeah, I heard y'all were <laughs> were informed of the proceedings. Yep. Funny how only one of y'all made it. I had a valid excuse. <laughs> I had a valid excuse. Yeah. I was. I. Ca- I even I, called you. Carl did call me. Fuck you, my calling. I see you every goddamn day. I see you every goddamn day, and I saw you on your birthday. So. Get out of here. <laughs> it's funny because I remembered it was your birthday. I turn around and say happy birthday. I turn back. Vic said happy birthday on the phone. And then Facebook told me it was your birthday. So I had no way of forgetting. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. True that. True mm. that. Mm. Uh, I mean, yesterday was a wind down day. So I, gotcha. I did some things. Um, I finally finished. Actually, this was last week. Uh, but I finally finished uh, the anime, Grim- well, the first season of Grimgar Fantasy and Ash. And that actually got real interesting. It, it still remained pretty interesting um, with a lot more character development mm. um, than, than your normal, uh, you know, a- action-oriented anime that I tend to, to get into a lot more. So it was a lot more... Uh, you know, of conversations and kind of uh, ch- like d- d- depicting how characters feel about the events that happen, and there was like a really big thing that happened that sort of that changed like the entire makeup of the entire party in that fantasy RPG world and everything, and things got real, real interesting after that. <laughs> and it's really cool. Um, so it's uh, there, there was a, a death of one of the main characters actually. Um, in, in the in the group. And it changed the entire dynamic of, of the party, and things were very interesting through to the end. It's only uh, the first season's twelve episodes, so um, check that out if uh, if that kind of thing interests you. I, I definitely recommend it, but it is a slow burn. Uh, and I uh, am caught up on uh, My Hero Academia uh, again right now, all the way through episode seven, which was the latest episode that came out just uh, Sunday. Uh, that still remains really cool. It's it's following the Naruto Dragon Ball Z like (laughs) formula to a T that that shit is it's pretty good it's crazy so uh, if you're into that kind of anime where you like your you know your crazy action and a group of young people training to come into their own while gaining crazy ass superpowers uh, it'll it'll uh, it'll interest you it's got a pretty funny sense of humor so 
uh, I was uh, definitely enjoying that. And I also hit um, uh, Newberry Comics and whatnot pretty recently. And I picked up uh, issues three and four of the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, or the Dark Knight three. Um, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to read those yet, so I'll I'll uh, finish that and give a progress report and how that whole thing is going uh, on the next show. But uh, yeah, other than that, and uh, some Uncharted four, which we're gonna get into here in a little bit. Uh, that that's that's about all I've been up to, man. It's been busy, busy weekend. So I don't have a ton of media to consume hmm. and game of thrones but we can't talk about that here nope maybe you guys can have a special episode that i don't intend <laughs> talk about uncharted we boys. actually had lives this weekend yeah it's boring lives are boring <laughs> i'm dumb i want to talk i want to hear about uncharted takes place in the real world right yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the fake world. Uncharted Four. Well, <laughs> the fake real world. We've got Eris who's a little bit into it. We got Vic who has beaten it, completed it. Yep. All right. For Jesus, first Christ. playthrough. I'm guessing yeah. Vic's second playthrough is further than my first. More than likely. That's possible. I mean, I did yeah. beat Arkham. If I had to put money three. on it, yeah, I'd probably put money on it. I can't. Are you are you past the auction on your second playthrough? Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> You should have like put money on it. <laughs> Nobody uh, would take that back, Carl. I uh, I did, but I, yeah, because when Arkham Knight came out, I beat that within the week, so mm. really big. So what impressions? First impressions, final impressions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Vic can give more of a comprehensive, uh, all-encompassing, spoiler-free, spoiler-free well. review. Of course, because <laughs> obviously we can't be spoiling games. They're much slower burn than movies for for most people. <laughs> but I understand the hunger for Uncharted because Uncharted is uh, just to let everyone know those were my favorite games of the previous console generation on the PlayStation 3 my favorite game of that entire console was Uncharted 2 Uncharted 2 was a straight up masterpiece if you haven't had a chance to play it like yourself Maurice do yourself a favor and pick up the Uncharted Drake's collection it's like 30 bucks on Amazon mm-hmm. Maybe a little more than that. Mm. Goes up and down. Uh, do yourself a favor and play those. Maybe after I beat Tomb Raider. Then I can compare. So never. <laughs> God, I will beat that within the month. Watch. <laughs> Listen, screw Hobo Tomb Raider. Uncharted's way better than that trash. Have you ever played those I ones? said it. Have you played those new ones? I've played the the one before the latest gotcha. one. It was good. It was a good game. Yeah. It's no Uncharted. No. <laughs> you have to play the first three to... No, you, you can one. jump into this one. It'll obviously give you better context about everything, but they do a good job of sort of establishing where the characters are uh, at that point in time and referencing sort of what happened in the past. But um, there, I mean, this has been fairly well established but um, in all the trailers and, and all the stuff even leading up to the game. But um, basically the story is that uh, Nathan Drake's long lost brother uh, comes back, uh, who Nathan thought had been dead uh, for 15 years. And we're pretty quickly introduced to him, Sam Drake, and what happened, um, you know, all those years ago, like right off the bat, the first couple of chapters is just you finding out what happened with Sam and why, you know, Nathan thinks he's been dead for, for that long and kind of explaining their, their relationship and whatnot, um, growing up as orphans in and, and, and New Orleans and, and whatnot. Um, so this game is, is very uh, 
from from what I I've played and from what I understand, this is kind of where things start to take off where I'm at now. Um, it's very much more of a personal story. It's directed by the guys who did uh, The Last of Us, mm -hmm. so the story it's definitely a lot more personal and and it's very well written from what I've played so far. Uh, I like the character of Sam Drake. Like it's a character that they introduce and and you kind of get a feel for who he is. He's kind of like this lovable scumbag mm -hmm. uh, type. <laughs> <laughs> but you could totally see like why Nathan, you know, loves his brother the way he does. Um, and you know, it quickly establishes him as Nathan Drake's equal. Um, in like the as an adventuring, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like he's he's a stab very quickly established to be like very. He's he's, he's the brains, which is interesting because he's like a fucking scumbag mm -hmm. looking dude. Like he's got the slick back hair. He's always rocking this fucking jean jacket. He was, he was in that E3 yeah. video we saw, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he was in it. Um, so he, he comes off as like super scumbaggy, but then like when they're doing like uncharted shit mm -hmm. where they're trying to figure out, you know, some ancient treasure stuff, he's the brains. Like he, you know, Nathan's pretty smart, but his brother seems to be like the smarter of the two, gotcha. so especially when it comes to the treasure that they're hunting in this specific game, which is uh, Captain Avery's, uh, pirate treasure. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 it kind of takes its time. The beginning of the game is kind of like a slow introduction to catch you up on all these characters and everything that's been going on in their lives. There's a point where you just like, there's literally a, a chapter where you just spend it in Nathan Drake's house with him having like a conversation with his wife. It's pretty dope, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that stuff and it's got one of the best like sequences of like a shout out to an old franchise I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, it does. <laughs> it's the shit. I mean, I, I think it's it's out there. Like all the video, there's yeah. plenty of videos about that shit. But if you don't want, if you're haven't played chapter like two of Uncharted Four, you know, skip like thirty seconds. Um, but there's a point where Nathan and his wife uh, Elena yep. are sitting in their couch and they're having this playful little banter and Nate challenges her to uh, a game, uh, a video game. Um, and whoever gets the highest score, uh, they have to do the dishes. Or whoever you know loses, they gets to do the dishes um, for that night's dinner. And he picks up a PlayStation 1 controller mm -hmm. and then you get to look at the TV and it's uh, the very first Crash Bandicoot. And they're like, yep, so you're going to try to play me. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, that's cool. It's Crash that's awesome. Crash Bandicoot. Oh, shit. I get to play Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> like, you just get to play Crash Bandicoot. Like, the first level of Crash Bandicoot. And it's fucking awesome. That's funny. So, uh, that was dope. That's Naughty Dog's first game, I yep. want to say. Um, that, that's the first game that they ever put out for the PlayStation 1, and it was that, that, like, just brought me back, because I freaking loved Crash Bandicoot back in the day. Has Naughty Dog ever made a bad game? Probably? <laughs> I can't <laughs> think of one. rebooting it or something? I can't think of one. There's, there's persisting rumors. But I feel like they, they usually do something new every console generation. This is an yeah. interesting thing. This is the first time. Back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, they, they, they kind of got that out of the way with uh, The Last of Us, like right at the end of the PS3 mm -hmm. yeah. cycle. That was like a one-off type deal. I mean, I, well, there, so there's certain people who don't want to see uh, a Last of Us right. sequel yeah, because yeah. that story was wrapped up so well and it's a very good standalone story, but yeah. I wouldn't mind getting more of that game. That game's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they can do, like, uh, some different characters or something. I'd be cool with that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't like have to be Joel oh, and Ellie. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot was old. 
Dude, this yeah. is in the 90s. 96. Yeah, 96. And Jack and Daxter. Damn, really? Which that's right, they did make Jack and Daxter. Those are enjoyable. Yeah, PS2s, yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, they always do a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And this time they just decided to... Yeah, but because they give everything care and attention. Just, and mm-hmm. Everyone is hungry for more Drake, bro. I guess so. That's cool. Drake for that. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm past the, the first big set piece of the, of the game. So it, like I said, it starts off very slow. But then once things get established, it just ramps right up into this auction scene where shit goes down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, shit goes bad and you have to make a, you know, exit, a improvised exit. And it's fun. That game is really good so far. The graphics are straight up dope, and I'm sure I haven't seen the half of it so far. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like some of the best graphics I've ever seen, straight up. Um, and it looks really good in 60-inch 4K. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does it look better than Final Fantasy? Yes. Yes, wow. it does. It, like, yeah, that that game really looks really good. The I mean, the, three, the Xbox One on my, five, my 4K. I can only imagine what that one must look like. Yeah, 4K. Except Lara Croft it, it looks way dope. hotter than Nathan Drake. He's pretty hot, though. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she's covered up in like a freaking snow jacket. Boring. <laughs> but yeah, Vic, what up? What are your thoughts? You've beaten it and yeah. almost beaten it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I absolutely love this game. Uh, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Um, it, it's funny because I'm trying to... The, the, all the games are so close in terms of quality that it's hard for me to rank which one is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And prior to two this, stands out by far above the other ones. Like there, yeah. there is no doubt in my mind. Two was the best before this one. Okay, we'll see when I finish this one. I'll, I'll reassess the situation. Mm-hmm. But as far as quality, storytelling, and just everything that it did gameplay wise, two was by far and away my favorite game in that series. Like it's, I don't think it's even close between two or three. I mean, one and three, and those are really, really good games. Yeah. But, like, the jump from one to two was so massive. Yeah, it was. Like, there was no no way to say, like, two, two wasn't better than one. And then the jump from two to three was so incremental where it wasn't, like, a gigantic leap, like, two was to one, mm-hmm. that it left me a little underwhelmed, if if I can say that. Like, it's, a, it's still a great game. Like, it's, it it's you know, it's better than 98% of most other games mm-hmm. but it just wasn't as good as 2 to me like it just didn't okay. blow me away because I had seen a lot of it you know a lot of that stuff already um, yeah. in 2 2 was just like that That game I could not put that game down that was the like, I enjoyed every second of that game Yeah, every single second of Uncharted 2 as did I as did I man that was my favorite game of 2009 in yeah. fact mm-hmm. uh, but like between but prior to this game uh, part four like I would give like the very very like a, a slight hair's edge to part three really just, interesting just very slight and um I, I guess I guess I guess what, what what brings it up for me was uh the score for part three like the music score which is my favorite one in the series because it kind of reminds me of Lawrence of Arabia and like the whole the whole theme focused on T.E. Lawrence and all that and, and the graphics were pushing the PS3 to its limits yeah that was a dope looking game yeah but uh but this but this game after playing uh Uncharted 4 I'm gonna have to say Uncharted 4 is the new champion and and as my favorite Uncharted game in the whole series and That's like I and like I said it's it's a very very close margin you can make a you can make an excellent case for all of these games but mm-hmm. um What's what's awesome about Uncharted Four, uh, besides the story, is I I absolutely love the characters, um, especially uh, Troy Baker. He does such an excellent job as uh, Sam Drake, as uh, the older brother of Nate, and also um, I also liked um, 
the further development of the, the relationship between Nathan Drake and Elena, uh, Elena Fisher, which which I won't spoil. You'll see more of that. And of course, everyone's favorite uh, rap scallion, Victor Sullivan. Yeah, Victor oh, Sullivan. <laughs> That's my boy. Yep. AKA Sully. You know, we, uh, he's absolutely awesome. Richard McGonagall, just such a great, uh, such, a, such a great job in the role. Um, what I really love about Uncharted 4 too is the gameplay, like how all of the gameplay elements are fine-tuned to a way that you can actually you can actually play it stealthy and stealthily, or you can go all guns a blazing like in the previous three games. Yeah. And um, what was cool is that if you do decide to go stealthily st- the go the stealth route, like there are certain like um uh spots in the game or in, in the area like these like tall patches of grass where basically if you it's like assassin's creed where if you walk into this tall patch of grass you automatically crouch down and enemies can't see you and then like when they walk near the patch of grass you can just like grab them and snap their neck and then leave their Ooh. body in there because <laughs> nathan drake's a murder machine <laughs> and, and uh and or, or or you can or you can like mix it up where you can you can stealth your way like through part of it and then just like go guns a blazing like if there's like a handful of enemies left and the AI in the in the game is is actually a little bit tougher than previous games. Like they'll flank you. Like if you're if you're shooting enemies like from the front, like some of them will try to go around you in the back and start shooting you from behind. And there are yeah, I did notice that several times in that first sequence in that first big shootout. Yeah. Where all of a sudden I'd be fighting dudes and then all of a sudden I'd be getting shot from one side. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where'd yep. you come from? <laughs> yeah, like these enemies these enemies play for keeps in this game. <laughs> and uh, AI is very important. More, I think it's more important than a lot of people give it, you know. Oh yeah. Mentioned because it's if you're just shooting mindless, just drones, it's not as fun. Yeah. So that's cool. Absolutely, and like, and and as and as Iris said, like the the graphics in this game are just drop dead gorgeous. This is, for me, this is the best looking PS4 game out there to date, and the graphics are just sexy, just absolutely <laughs> sexy. Like there are several parts in the game, especially when you get to Madagascar, where I just stop and I just like pan the camera around just to take a look around like the the, the smooth textures the the the, the way the puddles reflect the ref- reflect and ripple you know like uh the the, the textures on, on nathan's outfit and everything and the, the leaves and the foliage this is a game you can make love to okay <laughs> wow that's my highest praise for the graphics Calm down, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little hot just t- just describing it but um <clears throat> okay, yeah. need a need a need a tall glass of water but uh <laughs> but uh but yeah like the the graphics are just awesome the gameplay is awesome and also what i noticed too is like this game unlike the previous three the previous three games have that has that triumphant uncharted theme this game opens like the the like the start menu it just opens like kind of like on a somber note there's like a skeleton there's like the skeleton of like a dead pirate in a cage and there's no uncharted theme and i'm like wow this is this game is actually a little more serious and it is Mm -hmm. because it's because the stakes are are a lot more personal and a lot more a lot more dire i'd say Mm -hmm. and uh and definitely establish high stakes right off the bat. So are the yeah. are the three yeah. original Drakes yeah. or is that would you consider that a trilogy? Like one connects to the other, or are they just all standalone, like kind of like Indiana Jones style? Yeah, just like Indiana Jones, they're all standalone stories. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I will and I will say like I'm I'm actually curious about playing the Nathan Drake collection. Just want to I just want to see what those games look like. You oh know, yeah, Vic. I remember when that first got announced. Right on this podcast, Vic said he wasn't buying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know because but you know because I was kind of content with my PS3 originals. Mm-hmm. But I'm but I'm curious about that. Those remastered uh, 60 frames per second Nathan Drake. Oh my God, that's shoot. Yo, give me a cold shower right now. Man. <laughs> 
<laughs> you already order it with your, from your sweet ass Amazon Prime membership, Vic? Not yet, but I just might. <laughs> I, I do want to say, because you made me think of previous episodes in the podcast, before we go further to Uncharted, I did listen to episode two way back when. Wow. Yep. And we talked about how we weren't sure. We were all very nervous about Zack Snyder <laughs> and what he was going to do to Batman versus Superman. We fucking called it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, saying, just saying. We so did. I was laughing. Yeah, we hard. certainly mm. predicted the future because yeah. that was yeah. hilarious. Maurice told me that and I'm like, really? And I downloaded it and went back to it too. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> everything we said came true. Yes. And literally everything. Like, just yeah. binge listen our, like, all our old yes. episodes. And I, even, I yeah. even said, I was like, I'm more excited for Civil War than I am for Age of Ultron. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. And I was the most optimistic one. You were optimistic. <laughs> you were very optimistic. But it's yeah. funny because there was an article the other day uh, about the, um, they said the one thing that DC does better is it gives their directors more freedom. Mm-hmm. And you said that, like, on the show. I'm like, God damn, Vic, calling it. The <laughs> they, year ahead of time. totally did say yeah. that. But which is true, but it could also be to your detriment. Yeah, because, like, if they don't have that one figurehead that can unite yeah. all the voices, like yeah. Kevin Feige, yeah. then it's gobbledygook. Yeah. Exactly. Please continue. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I, um, I will say, like, though, if there's one nitpick I have of the game, it's just, like, maybe, like, the score, the music score of the game, which is, which is fine. It's not as... It doesn't have that oomph like the previous games have because like i said like the removal of the uh, uncharted theme from this game it's like you you could have kept that in there you know you could have kept it in there so I you mean, don't have it at all like in the whole game no it's oh not that's whack yeah. i really like that track yeah nowhere to be found but but the score is fine though but um i haven't had any issues with it so far but yeah. again I'm, I'm still pretty early in the game yeah but uh but like i said um when all is said and done if you're a if you're a ps4 owner there is no reason not to own Uncharted for a Thief's End. Like, if, if you if you have a PS4 and don't buy this game, it's like buying a car with no tires. What the hell's the point? You know? R- really? W- w- what are you doing? So so go ahead and buy this game. Um, even if you haven't played the previous Uncharted's, uh, you'll be glad you did. Um, I would say, I'm calling it right now, this might be my 2016 game of the year. Damn, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't I don't know if any other There's game. A lot of 2016 left. Vic. Yeah. I, 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 know. I love Uncharted. I, I, I know, but I don't I don't know. We'll we'll time will tell. We'll see if. Yeah, what are the games are... coming out this year? It's <laughs> not done with it yet. What are the games coming out this year? <laughs> uh, well, we've got uh we've got Final Fantasy 15. True. Um, yeah. We've also got Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Mm. Um, Final Fantasy 15 is gonna be interesting when that comes out. Yep. Can't yeah. wait to play that. Um, see. Yeah, that's gonna take me like. Three <laughs> years. I know, right? We'll talk about that in episode 262. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, Dark Souls 3 came out too, no, which I want to play. Yeah, you enjoyed that, right? Yeah. I, well, Bloodborne. Bloodborne. That was your jam. Yeah. But I want to play Dark Souls 3, though. Gotcha. gotcha. Meh. I have no interest in that game whatsoever. Yeah, you like Bloodborne, too, right? I love Bloodborne. Well, yeah. That's awesome. Why don't you like Dark Souls? If it's like the same dude, right? No. Oh. It's not the same. I thought it was the same guy. Same director, yes. Right. Oh, gotcha. Well, part part 3 takes some gameplay elements from Bloodborne. It's a little more faster, but nah. it's still, like, defense-oriented, whereas gotcha. Bloodborne's more offense-oriented. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Offense is way more fun yeah. than defense. Uh, Although yeah. defense does win championships. I also uh, recommend Uncharted 4 from just what I've played. I mean, I would have recommended it before it came out, and I think right. I did. Mm-hmm. fucking love Uncharted so much. My love of Uncharted is well documented. Yes, you have, if, if any game to, that you've ever, like, recommended, Uncharted is number one. You yes. It's your favorite of the PS3 generation. I love adventure games. I just never had a PS3. But now that they have the 
collection, I have no reason not to. Play. I keep Just telling you that game. Right. I've been telling you since that collection came out that those games are right up I your alley, know. and you just never listen. Yeah, right. man. You would love those games. You would. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah. No, nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Have I you do, I do want to play four really bad though. So. Yeah. I see that you got the uh, ultra fancy super metal packaging edition, Vic. Oh um, yes. I think that comes with some extra multiplayer content, doesn't it? Have you even oh. played the multiplayer yet? This game has multiplayer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so much for that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I did buy the uh, special edition off Amazon with that sweet 20% off discount, nice. courtesy of Amazon Prime. Nice. comes with a fancy steel book, packaging with some awesome artwork, along with the art of Uncharted 4 book, and some stickers, too. So that's cool. Stickers! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you love fancy packaging, get it. And if not, then you don't need it, probably. That's fine. Yeah. You'll be okay. Just the game's what matters here. Get the game. Just get it. Just get get any version of it. Yes. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that ringing endorsement. <laughs> um, so when I eventually never play, or eventually play, I'm actually... Whatever, whatever I play, I'll give my throwback review to, to Uncharted. Um, just order it right now. I'm right on your iPad. Just order it. <laughs> for it. Uh, so, uh, Vic, if you want to lead us through the, the news items of the, the past week or so, yes. I'd really appreciate it while I purchased the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. All right. Yep, <laughs> nice. well, so, while Maurice takes care of that purchase, um, got a few news items. I mean, hey, tab. guys, hmm. what? the biggest news of the week just came out today. What's up? The biggest news of, like, the last two weeks, actually. It's not breaking news, Carl. Okay. It's fine. No, it's not breaking. It's been out there. Yeah, at least for at least for a couple hours. I know Carl. I know Carl, but you can't just do it if it's not breaking, Carl. Well, he said just news of the day. You're breaking. You're overzealous. You were so excited. I like the way it came out last week. And it was so. The next Transformers movie has received a title. Transformers: The Last Night. You guys. Mark Wahlberg is back. Josh Duhamel is back. Sure, they're gonna be as awesome as ever. Is Shia LaBeouf back? The last night. Shia LaBeouf back? No. And I ain't it's crazy now. I know. <laughs> the last night? That's what it's called? The last, last night. Night is it nighttime or K and night. Oh. Right. I did not see Age of Extinction. Oh. Age of Extinction. I haven't uh-huh. seen that one either. I Don't did not me. see Revenge I'm of still the Fallen. No, I saw Fallen. I saw the Fallen. What was the third one? Revenge of the Fallen. No, the, the second one was Revenge of the Fallen. Third one was Dark of the Ass. I mean, Moon. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dark of the Moon. I did not see he's that right. one either. Edge of Extinction is the first Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah. Right. Okay. So he's back. And so is Josh. Uh, right, that guy. I mean, I enjoy uh, Mark Wahlberg. So, you know, big news for those of us who like Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they still make so much money, which is... Bombastic, big screen... Action movies. Yep. Oh, for all the popcorn munching, mouth breathing, dick beating, uh-huh. vulva rubbing uh-huh. idiots. Uh huh. That yep. That'd be it. That'd be us. <laughs> I'm sorry, nobody dies of t- cancer or it just sets in a great depression or whatever. Like, look, man. We like to go to the movies and have fun. Damn it. <laughs> I do too. Just not with Transformers. Transformers is an awful franchise. I will not. Yeah, I have to agree with Vic on this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Transformers, especially as a kid. 
But I just listen, man. They I have to be a little bit different. I love yeah. spectacle. Fuck it. So we'll see big shit blow up. You gonna yeah? Why not? Gonna see it in the theater? Probably. Well, at least we'll have something to review it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with you to see it. Nice, Carl. I like it. Yeah, you will we'll do that. Just let me know if Shia LaBeouf is okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think I don't think we're gonna be told. Um, there, there's another piece of news if you want to hear it. Yeah, go ahead. Which is of interest to us. Yeah, go for it. Nerds. Uh-huh. Uh, AMC has ordered a documentary series about the history of comics. Oh. From oh. the creator of The Walking Dead. Nice. Robert, Robert Kirkman. Kirkman. So hmm. that could be interesting, actually. It's going to be a weekly show, uh, a weekly one-hour show. So they're going to dedicate it. Sounds like they're going to have a lot of time to let that breathe and flesh out the history. So uh, I will be checking that out. Looks like it will debut in 2017. Nice. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, awesome. sounds, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Sounds more worthwhile than uh, Transformers. <laughs> and uh, also, speaking of uh, good movies coming out, uh, Martin Scorsese, everyone's favorite legendary director, uh, his long gestating mob film, The Irishman, is finally coming out. It's moving forward in production. It's got some... Uh, uh, international funding so it's going to be uh, going off the ground i feel like someone like him would be able to get funding like no problem you would think that but uh his movie the irishman is budgeted at a hundred million dollars that sounds like a lot <laughs> and uh and if it's not a superhero film then studios will ball it's like twice as much as Deadpool. that's more than yeah. 20 oh i'm sorry a little bit less yeah okay yeah like so even if you're a legend of scorsese's caliber you still gotta struggle with funding if you're not making a superhero Why film it's a hundred dollars for what is it, like a gangster flick right oh yeah a hundred million Hey, get the fuck out of here! Why you don't need a hundred million. Well, how much is Goodfellas? I don't know. I don't know off the top well, of my I mean, head. Goodfellas, but that was, was a different out, time. That, that came was out in the seventies. No, it came out in nineteen ninety. Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah, not that long ago. ago. Twenty five years ago. Yeah, Twenty six, actually. Yeah, what's that? What's that? That's a funny thing, though. to check the the, the money. Box office mojo. Yeah. but um, but anyway, uh, uh twenty five years ago. But the Irishman, uh, that that movie is gonna star. Um, it's gonna reunite Scorsese with us, uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci from Goodfellas, as as well as Harvey Keitel. Oh, Joe Pesci's coming out of retirement. Yep, yeah. for this movie, and he's also gonna. Marv. Yeah, <laughs> Home Alone. <laughs> he's also gonna. It's also gonna reunite him with Harvey Keitel, and it's gonna be the first time Scorsese works with Al Pacino. No, he's actually he was Harry. No. Uh, Al Pacino? No. No, I'm talking about Joe Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Michael Mann. I was going to say, wait, weren't they both in the heat? That yeah, was Michael Mann. That was Michael Mann. But the reason why it's $100 million was because um, he's going to use um, uh, Benjamin Button visual effects to de-age the actors in flashback scenes. So uh, rather than rather than hire young actors to portray the young versions of them. Kind of like they did in Godfather Part 2. That worked out okay. Is he going to use that sweet, sweet Marvel de-aging? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the burn the witch technology? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to yeah. use that for this uh, one. That's going to be terrifying. I yeah. love watching that movie. <laughs> but <laughs> Are you really still scared, scared about like, young Robert no, Downey Jr.? No, it was Michael Douglas. Was yeah. The like, it's like scared. I was like... <laughs> that was terrifying. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that, that movie's going to come out hopefully in the next couple of years because it sounds really interesting. It's actually based on the... It's based on a, um, this guy, uh, this, it's like a true crime story about this guy, Frank the Irishman Sheeran, who had information on the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. And so that whole, that's what the whole movie's about. So, hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Scorsese, you know, he, he's never, he's only made, like, for me, only one bad film in his whole career. But, like, he's a living legend, so I'm what looking forward your, to it. What, was, what do you think was his bad one? His bad movie was this movie called um, Kundun or Kundun, which is, it came out in 1997. It was a movie about the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. It, the movie looked pretty. It had a great score, but that movie was boring as shit. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I don't, and it's weird to say for, of a Scorsese movie, but that movie was boring as hell. He but, wasn't the, the, did Scorsese direct, um, what's that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he was a pilot? The Airman? Oh, The Aviator. That. Yeah, he did, did he, that. That movie sucked. What? That kidding? movie sucked. I love that movie. Man, I don't fall asleep off of any movies, but holy shit. That movie was great. <laughs> that movie was trash. Oh, we, I, and I, I love Leo DiCaprio. Oh, we, we, we must agree to disagree, my friend. That movie is awesome. Have you seen mm, The Aviator? I have not. You should. It's a great movie. Anyway, um, I Nathan Drake. Fall asleep. <laughs> the Aviator is a great movie. You should see it. Maurice Carlton has over your head. Why's it gotta be over my head? <laughs> <laughs> I've only fallen asleep very once. Who knows? I probably would have liked it. Hey, you'll enjoy well, it. That's a great movie. But in the theaters, I've only fallen asleep once in my, my entire movie watching career. Yeah. I have a bad habit of doing that. Yeah, you were dozing off in Civil War, man. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> Are you tired? I guess, yeah. Mm. I just, it's just a bad habit. Like, I get a little too comfortable, I guess, and I just start, like, nodding off. Yeah. Get out of here, Carl. Okay. I've done that in so many movies, so it wasn't just Civil War. Right, okay. You were falling yeah. asleep in Civil War. I was sitting next That's to you, and I didn't even fucking realize. Yeah. <laughs> I was chilling and enjoying the hell out of my movie. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, it could have been. I would have No, it wasn't the show. <laughs> no, I was literally, like, up and just kind of, <laughs> like, just... In and out. I got you. Yeah. Damn, Box House Mojo does not list the production budget of Goodfellas. But mm-hmm. apparently it only made almost uh, $47 million at the box office. That's it. That is not a just inflation, though. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. But also, it's a freaking gangster movie. Like, that sounds fine for a gangster movie. Yeah, in today's dollars, it's probably close to $100 million, I would think. How much a movie... T- do you remember how much movie tickets cost back in 1990? No. no. It had to have been twaff. <laughs> probably. Yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, The Irishman, looking forward to that by Scorsese. Um, also, another movie news, there are two sequels planned for the upcoming Assassin's Creed movie starring Michael Fassbender, who's also a producer on the film. Uh, he revealed that work has already started on the sequel. They're, wow, they're, they're confident, huh? Oh, yeah. And uh, yep, and they, and they got some plans for a third one. I sure they, guys... they, need to, they, should stop, they need to stop counting their whatever before they... Yeah, I don't like Chickens. that. Yeah, before they hatch, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Let's see how it go. I mean, maybe because the, the trailer uh, response was positive, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's not a good reason. So to let's back up. Did you guys see the the trailer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes, I did. What did you guys think of it? I thought it was better than I expected. I feel like the mm-hmm. I've never played an Assassin's Creed game, but mm-hmm. I thought the trailer was pretty cool. I feel like that story or the you know, the Assassin's Creed story mm-hmm. translates well to a movie. Mm-hmm. So. I liked it. Yeah, I agree with Randy said the exact same thing. Yeah, and he's yeah. played a lot of Assassin's Creed. I probably won't see it, but I enjoyed the trailer. The music was kind of, it was a little weird. It's Kanye. Yeah, yeah. but like, Assassin's Creed is weird. Yeah, I mean, Kanye's is weird. Historical. Um, it, was a, it was from the Yeezus album, so, which was yeah. Kanye's worst work. <laughs> <laughs> Not 808s and Heartbreak? No. That was alright. But mm. 808s was okay. Yeezus mm. mm. was, right. was whack. Yeah, Yeezus was whack. Um, I thought that trailer was way, way better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I have played a lot of Assassin's Creed. I've played yeah. all of them, but I've played a lot of them. Um, and that trailer was really freaking cool, and it captured the spirit of those games. It did. It was, uh, you know, had a lot of the parkour stuff in it. Um, obviously, like, they got the Assassin costumes down pat. And uh, Michael Fassbender is just a good actor, so I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm really hopeful for now. what he can actually bring to the table here. Mm-hmm. So, hey, maybe we'll finally get another good video game movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so far, 
only Silent Hill and the first Mortal Kombat have that title. <laughs> Good video game movies. Resident Evil's were okay. Resident Evil's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Not the best. It was okay. It wasn't like walk out of the theater bad. Well, no, but those... Like Super Mario fucking brothers. Oh, Although I love that movie. I shouldn't say that. I love that movie. I loved it when I was a kid. Even though I, made, I was like, the fuck is this? I still really enjoyed it. Yoshi yeah. was like little and yellow. Like straight up dinosaur, bro. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but it sounds interesting. I mean, uh, it's got a, it's directed by uh, Justin Kurzel, who did the last year's adaptation of Macbeth, also starring Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard, who's also mm-hmm. in Assassin's Creed, nice. and it visually looks great. So he's also he has an eye for cinematography. And the interesting thing about that movie, Assassin's Creed, is that according to the producers, sixty five percent of the film is going to take place in the present day, and only thirty five percent is going to take place in the past. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So it's pretty much it's not going to go buy the video game, but it's going to be like a song. Like yeah, it's, it's an original, original story. story. Honestly, yeah. that could be a good thing because yeah. Ubisoft really dragged their ass on the friggin' modern day story of those games. And From that's what one of the big complaints. Yeah, they kind of like, you could see, it looked like they were going to do one thing and then they kind of were like, oh, this is, a, this is working, so we'll just keep doing it over and over again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they like rushed the end of the whole modern day storyline. They just kind of swept yeah. it all under the rug and it pissed a yeah. lot of people off that were fans of those games. Games. And now they're yeah. taking that year off because they were doing like yearly cycles of that game, which was fucking. That's ridiculous. good. I haven't played the latest one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've played very little of that messed up one Unity that they put out. Gosh. But I do mm-hmm. actually own that freaking game. My concern with Assassin's Creed is so for me, Michael Michael Fassbender seems like a good actor. Oh yeah, I've enjoyed great. him the things that I've seen, but I haven't seen him carry anything as of yet on his own. Especially mm-hmm. a big budget tentpole. I mean, he's done X-Men, but that's more of an ensemble. Yeah. Right. His job, Stephen Jobs movie didn't... Did I say that right? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Well, Stephen, jeez. Yeah. Uh, didn't do so great at the box office. Didn't do great at the award shows, but I feel like that should have done better than it did at the theater. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm not going to play Nash and Kutcher for that. <laughs> um, but it'd be interesting to see if he can carry that, because outside of X-Men, I'm, unless I'm missing something... Well, um, he did uh, two movies with uh, Steve McQueen, which are they're on the darker side. He did a movie called Hunger, mm-hmm. which is a movie about he played this guy who Bobby Sands, who was like a IRA member who goes on a hunger strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really good movie. Um, and uh, he also did Shame, which is the sex addict movie NC Seventeen. Mm. So definitely not a date movie, <laughs> but I recommend those movies if you're brave. Enough. <laughs> oh yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, which I am. But, so uh, you said you are. What? That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we'll see. We'll see how that movie does. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, hopefully, it'll break the video game movie curse along with uh, Warcraft coming out next month. That's right. Warcraft. Yeah. I'm not seeing that either. I actually <laughs> just Man, saw like the... They missed the boat on that one. Holy I, I saw the commercial for it okay. like, recently. Well, here's the you thing. saw what? The uh, trailer? Yeah, trailer. Uh, uh, so, here, the, thing about, the interesting thing about that is they're doing... The original Warcraft, they're doing like oh, not World of Warcraft, right? Yeah, they're doing like uh. men, man versus orc, right? Like, they're not. Doing but you'd war- figure that movie should have come out during the war World of Warcraft craze, right? Yeah, they've missed it by like a decade. So it's like the WWE, right? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. This, this might uh bring it back. Maybe, maybe they'll do like an expansion pack. Well, I think I don't know. I I yeah. I put a, I I played World of Warcraft mm. for a long time. I was in a long time. Yeah. I think a good amount of time. I put mm. a lot of hours in that game. I have no interest in seeing this. I played the original Warcraft 1, 2, and 3. All enjoyable. Um, 
I, I listeners, I know, I know we have some listeners out there who put a lot of time into World of Warcraft. Do you have any plans of seeing this movie? I'm really curious. But when I play Warcraft, World of Warcraft, whatever, I never really played it for like the story. It's just an MMO. Yeah, but the original Warcraft game, yeah, Warcraft good. one, two, and three. But I was more of a Starcraft really, guy. Really, really good. I was more of a Starcraft. Warcraft three, like I played the hell out of that yeah. game in college, man. That was mm-hmm. such a good fucking game. Star- yeah. Starcrafts are always my uh, RTS of choice. Yeah. Um, which is also Blizzard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's still a big nerd movie though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you oh, should go see it. Oh, I'll, I'll see it. Plus, that is, is directed by Duncan Jones, who also directed Moon. With Sam oh Rockwell. really? Yeah, the Sam Rockwell. I did like Moon a lot. That's yeah. a good movie. Doing that. Like the bullet, Maurice. I think we're gonna have to go see it, man. Yep. I know I am. Uh, really? Are you a yeah. big Warcraft fan? No. I don't uh, think Victor's no. ever played that game. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like five minutes of it total. Yeah. <laughs> the closest thing I ever seen in Warcraft was the South Park episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been the height of the craze when they probably should have released the yeah, movie because even yeah. Warcraft one two three were like nineties early two thousands. Mm-hmm. They really missed the boat on that. Yeah. They're, yeah, interesting. Uh, hmm. yeah. Oh, so Aris has another uh, news item here. It says, uh, from SlashFilm.com, it says, Nintendo wants to make animated movies, but which video game goes first? So, uh, That's a good Mario. question. Zelda. Mario. Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Mario. I would say Zelda second. Answer. Mario first. Like Metroid. They already make it. Metroid third. Of, well, I guess that's outsourced, but the thing about this that makes it interesting is that Nintendo wants to do a lot of the work themselves, hmm. so they'll probably be terrible. Well, I mean, let's give them the be benefit of it. Yeah, they'll be, be for kids. <laughs> Here's the thing with Nintendo is even if they ever get out of the console game, they still have all of their characters that they could continue to license for. Like, oh like the yeah, if Nintendo became a licensing company, yeah. you could they make cake. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, because then they could focus just focus solely on that. I feel like they do love. I mean, I don't know financials and all that jazz. No, them controlling the the content is what's made all of their stuff special. So yeah. I hope that they do stick around and keep making consoles uh, and keep making their own games. I don't want to watch a movie. I just want to play a goddamn game. <laughs> Zelda. Yeah. We're gonna sell the Zelda. For um, but Zelda, I would, I would, yeah. I would like to see Zelda and Metroid. I'd watch a Zelda movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, Metroid would be a good one. Oh, absolutely. There was actually um, we actually referenced this like a several episodes ago. There was like a fanfic. Yeah, I actually Metroid. watched it. I. Damn, I gotta look back. I yeah, there was like a Metroid fanfic. It was called The Sky Calls. Mm-hmm. It looked really good. It was like a proof of concept. Hmm. Um, I might link it, link it again for this episode. But hey, maybe if maybe Nintendo, they'll get their ducks in a row. They'll make all their movies based on their characters, have a shared universe, and then it'll culminate in a Super Smash Brothers film. I'd watch that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of video games, um, how sad is it that this next headline is actually a legit news headline? Mm. It speaks to our game climate nowadays. Capcom is now prioritizing completeness of their <laughs> games, even if it means delays. Uh, apparently, um, a reporter from GameSpot, uh, apparently Capcom acknowledged that Street Fighter V, you know, when they released it, it was basically an incomplete game, lacked a whole bunch of content. And so now um, they've, they've outlined the plan to make sure that all their games will be 100% complete before they leave the assembly line, even if it means delaying it. I know we've talked about this a little bit because with, with Aeris' Street Fighter minutes and all that jazz, but I'm glad that players rebelled against yeah. it and caused this to happen. Yeah. So see, you, you can make a difference at the store. True that. 
I feel like my recommendation not to buy it was a big part of this, even though I bought it. So I took the bullet. Exactly, yeah, you did it for our fans. So that I could recommend others not to. Right. Hashtag hypocrites. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, the same thing was like, so with that, like, they were saying that Battlefront made, did really well, like mm-hmm. EA's earnings call, but I feel like they had the wave of a new Star Wars movie coming out, it had been 10 years since they took advantage of people's hopes and dreams like myself, Yep. but I really feel like the next one is not going to do great. Write that down. All right. <laughs> the next what? Battlefront. It is not going to be great at the store. Unless they release it in time with the movie again. I don't know, man. There's a lot of suckers like you and Vic will just I'm not a sucker anymore. anything with the Star Wars name on it. I don't know. Do no, I'm, I'm discerning. I'm the discerning <laughs> Star Wars fan. Sure, sure. If, Says the guy who wanted to buy like three different versions of the freaking Blu-ray. It, true. You did. But, you, but did. I, you did. But I did not. Yes. Okay. If there's a campaign. If there was no money. If you had like the money just to buy all three, would you? I don't think money was the problem. He just found out that the one from Target was cheap, so he didn't. Yeah, yeah. you like you like it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it was like weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a good choice. Yeah, but still wanted to do it. Battlefield yeah, planned to do it in the first place. Yeah, listen, everyone has their thing. Some people buy Street Fighter when it's not done. Some yeah. people enjoy Star Wars. <laughs> That's the way it is. Yeah. Um, but that <laughs> one too, I will not be purchasing. If there's a campaign that's like a different story, then we'll talk. Yeah. But they have to really change some stuff up. And I feel like I'm not the only one in that. I know my cousin's not going to buy it again. I know my brother's not. I can only imagine there's more people out there like that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Also, some other movie news. Black Panther has mm-hmm. got two big additions to its cast now. Michael B. Jordan, he just got cast. This is his third uh, collaboration with uh, Ryan Coogler, who's directing the film. They previously worked on um, Creed, Creed and Fruitvale Station. Oh, yeah. Both great movies. Yep. Awesome. Yep. yep, so Michael B. Jordan, he's playing an unspecified villain role. Also, so he will not be going back for Fantastic Four 2. Uh, no. They like scrapped that. Although the... Uh, they took it off the calendar. But well, Yeah, but the uh, screenwriter, uh, Simon Kimberg, he says that um, it could still happen. He still has some ideas for it. Great ideas, I'm sure. It's on HBO. It, you know what's crazy? It's on HBO Go, and I'm just like... And I've never seen it. That, so I'm just like, should I? Nope. Should I? Nope. I have what? to see it. Watch Fantastic Four? Yeah. Oh, I took that bullet. It was horrible, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, you're not missing anything. Did, uh, so he wrote the Fantastic Four? Uh, Simon Kimberg. Yeah, he co-wrote it. Because yeah, he, he does the X Men stuff too. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. But something, yeah. something weird, some weird. Like, sh- we talked about a little bit on a previous episode, but some weird stuff went on behind the scenes with that movie. Wasn't like yeah. it's gotten away some stuff like that. It was that, and then the director Josh Trank. He, you know, he was just an asshole on set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dude went psycho. He lost his Star Wars movie. He was supposed to direct a Star Wars movie, and they pretty much just said nope. Yeah, the Rogue One. Yeah, apparently he was supposed yeah. to do Rogue One. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, he was supposed to do the very first Star Wars anthology movie, Damn, yeah, which, is, well, which turned out to be Rogue Gareth One. Yeah. Yeah, Simon Kingberg, it, speaking of him, is apparently hard at work on the uh, proposed X-Force movie, Oh, <laughs> which, uh, knowing that he is the writer of Fantastic Four, makes me not excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> but I really like those X-Force comics, at I least the latest, uh, or before the latest one, the one that I talked about. On a previous episode, mm-hmm. I think you had a hand in Days of Future Past, though, so maybe I guess sometimes you have yeah. some stinkers, sometimes you have some winners. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic Four is a shit. The, from day from the get go, people were just like, "This is not gonna happen." Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Marvel Studios, they need the rights back for the film. I say, yeah, that's what drives me the most insane about them not having the rights to Fantastic Four. And, you know, for the... We were about this too. The villains, Doom and Galacticus. Galacticus. I cannot talk today. Yeah, yeah Solar Surfer. Um, and then the X-Men, because the X-Men alone... Just like half the roster of Marvel, and yeah, villains included. So, yep, only. So yeah, man. Uh, hey, but at least Black Panther's gotten got some good pedigree. That's true. I'm glad these guys that are more in the background are getting to the forefront now. Oh yeah, you know him, Ant Man. And I'm really excited for Black Panther. I'm yep. really really excited. He that guy kicked knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Who's the second actor? actor? Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, nice. Oscar winner from Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, yeah she's good. Yep. And so the movie's coming out February 18, 2018. Did so. she play the Midget Yoda in... Um... <laughs> Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was, that was her. <laughs> and she was also the um, the wolf mother in the Jungle Book live action movie. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. So is she playing a real person this time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, some more video game movie news. Atari signs off on Centipede and Mizzle Command movies. For you um, 80s old school gamers out there, I'm scared. All two of you that care about this, mm-hmm. uh, Atari's partnering partnering with EFO Films to produce films Who based on Atari here. I, my family did. No. Yeah, way back when. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I never was an Atari fan. I've had I've had friends that owned the Atari fi- yeah. uh, consoles, but I'm like, I have an NES, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. Well, we had an Atari before NES. Oh, yeah. My dad, my dad was always a gamer. Super yeah. old school. I wonder. I like. I know Atari is still around with like making games, but I did not. This is what they're like. Oh, you're gonna pay us how much? Oh, sure. Why not? What the fuck? Go have, yeah. have a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll see a Galaga movie or Marble Marble <laughs> yeah. Madness. Did they do that with the uh, pixels? Yeah. Oh Jesus, Listen, bro! Wake me up when the Paperboy movie comes <laughs> out. All right. Oh, Yo, shit. Paperboy directed by Zack Snyder, son. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> The Paperboy was already dark and gritty. We don't need him. Uh, <laughs> Bro, it was real up in them streets. Well, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do, have Zack Snyder do an Atari game, why don't you just have him do Pitfall? Oh God, I can imagine that shit. Goddamn Zack Snyder. Uh, two more news headlines: uh, the Darth Vader comic series by Marvel is ending this coming August, August 2016. Uh, Marvel announced that uh, Darth Vader will be ending with issue number 25. Because they don't want to stretch out the story any longer than it needs to. That actually, I like that a lot, a lot, lot. Yeah. Because I feel like instead of just keeping something going, just like you said, just to go, actually the story will have a beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. and that ruins a lot of everything. Yeah. Just like the the TV shows, especially because, like, take example, Lost. Yeah. You never know how long it's gonna go, and then you just keep stretching out seasons. If you have, mm-hmm. you know, if you know right away. So if this guy knew it was ending at twenty five at the very beginning. That you know that definitely helps him tell that story. Absolutely, so, and it makes you more likely to continue picking up the Darth Vader's. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a volume two to read, and I wonder what they're going to replace it with. Yeah, That's interesting. Yep, so I like that a lot. That's awesome. Oh, Dameron series. Wait, do they have one? They do have one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just started. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read. So I'm not. Yeah, I haven't decided if I'm gonna read the Poe Dameron one. You'll read it. I don't know. Maybe I, he doesn't entice me enough yet. Mm. I mean, yeah. Vader, I love. Yeah, everyone loves Vader. Oh yeah. We'll see. So, yeah. And uh, last last news headline, uh, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. She's had a rough week with Civil War, and now this. Her TV series has now been canceled mm-hmm. after two seasons on ABC due to low ratings. 
And I wonder how much control ABC has over that, or if Disney's like, yeah, sure, whatever, just cancel it, because <laughs> like, I feel no, they like, I think did, if they Disney don't... wanted to keep it on the air, they would have kept it on the air, you know? Yeah. If it came from up above. Yeah, you know, I was actually curious about it. Like, reviews have given it, have said it's a pretty good show. Yeah, I'll get around you know? to it at some point. I but, mean, the beauty about it is that it's Marvel, so I saw you put here that there was a cliffhanger for season two. Yeah, season two ends in a cliffhanger, and there's no current plans to resolve sure. the storyline. I'm sure Marvel can hmm. write a comic book or two <laughs> to finish things up if they need to. Pretty much. Maybe like a straight-to-Netflix movie. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah I'd, I'd like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I do want to watch it. I, I didn't really know how it really tied into the overarching MCU, so I never really... Well, it was set back in the day. Right, right, right. right yeah. Like so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I can see that, um, which is why I want to get around to it. I actually will watch it this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never get around to Agent Carter. But usually the reviews are really the good. Season 3 is like about to end right now. Gotcha. And yeah. um, and I know there was even... No, there wasn't. A, for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they had the Civil War tie-in, I believe, for the show. Was there? Yeah. I think they just mentioned something about it or something okay. like that. Um, but, yeah. That's it. I'm kind of surprised it got canceled. I figured Disney or whoever is in control. And this makes me think about Disney Infinity too. But when I was reading that story about how it got canceled, they said like, when they're making the toys, Marvel would demand they include these toys, and then Lucas Arts would demand they include these toys, and it just turned into such a mess. I think Disney just wanted to wash their hands of it. Yeah. So I wonder how many people get involved. But now that the, the movie studios is completely separate from everything else, so Kevin he he owns it. That's a shit. He says final say to everything. There's a TV guy, Ike Petterhume, blah, 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 blah. Some guy yeah. who does a TV side of things who's mm-hmm. kind of a pain in the ass from what I understand. Uh, and he's the one that said that movie superheroes, uh, super super, women superhero movies don't sell. Hmm. So he's kind of like old school. Uh, Asshole. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had a question about Agents of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, mm-hmm. Was it true that, like, as I understood it, when the, when the show first started, like, with, because uh, you know how Agent Phil Coulson, he was killed in the Avengers movie? Yes. Like, did, did ABC forget, like, oh, shit, he has his own show, we have to bring him back? Did they write themselves into a corner, or did they always, was that always intentional? Garber? Um, not necessarily know what the backstory, backstory about, but what they did, they put him through, like, a, they resurrected him. Oh, okay. They put him through, uh... Don't spoil too much because I want to see it. They resurrected. They brought him back. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> <a> snow <laughs> level type yeah. stuff, but they definitely brought him back. Uh, um, I'm sure they tied it into the story. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know because I think Agents of Shield was announced after the Avengers, the initial initial one, but his character. I did believe die. so. Yeah, but I think also because I think that character was more. I think he was more popular than they expected because he actually wound up getting his own comic book too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So right, yeah. I think I think he got his own combo because of the show. Yeah. Okay. Mm. But yeah, he's more. He was so popular that they brought him back. But mm. now, but the interesting thing is, like the movies do not reference the shows whatsoever no. from what I've seen. Yep. And Agent Shield, I know, will trickle stuff in. And Daredevil, they don't even say the heroes' names. They just say like oh, the guy with the hammer mm. and then like Jessica yeah. Jones. So. Yeah. I that, don't... The battle in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really. Yeah, Daredevil season one was basically all. Of, was basically surrounded by like the reconstruction. Yeah, of, right. So yeah. That, that Hell's was cool. Kitchen because of the battle. Uh, yeah, because Hell's Kitchen is actually a really affluent place, so yeah. they had to like think of a reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would really love to see someone like Daredevil in Infinity Wars, but I don't think it's gonna happen because I think they just want to keep him as separate as possible. Yeah, which I can see. It's a different flavor. I can see it, but yeah, I like to I just see him. But it's like even like a little quick thing. I mean, like, he's there. He's well, there. I, I love mean, cameos. It's like. Can you imagine the Punisher in that in the 
MCU film. No, he just murdered everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he'll just snipe them. He'll shoot Thanos in the, in the, dead, in the middle of his forehead. Yeah, he should have he recruited the Punisher for that airport fight. He would shot everyone from like a mile away. Went <laughs> <laughs> over in 10 seconds. I, well, yeah. I, I don't... I don't think they actually wanted to kill each other, you guys. <laughs> yeah, plus Zack Snyder totally would have been all over that. <laughs> Non-lethal rounds. <laughs> yeah. Any uh, any uh, final clothing thoughts for the day, boys? Uh, apparently, DC is working on a uh, Harley Quinn spinoff from the Suicide Squad. I did see that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Again, once again, everyone's getting a little ahead of themselves. I love Harley Quinn as much as the next guy, mm. but... I, Let's see how have, this goes. Yeah. I have zero interest in a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, you, you know, I'm. She's been selling really well. She did get her own comic book. Well, I think they said it's gonna be like a Birds of Prey type deal. Yeah. But she did get her own kind of. But she's been, her her comics have been selling well. Mm. She's really popular. But again, who invented her? The freaking Joker. No, the uh, the animated series guys. Paul Dini. Yeah, yeah, Paul Dini and. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Timmer, boy, brought him yeah. to life, brought her to life, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I, I need to, like, know what the character is in Suicide Squad before I decide to go see it. So, like, let, let's see how Suicide Squad does. Yeah. And I really feel like Suicide Squad is going to be hurt from all the Batman stuff versus Superman. Yeah, not to mention, like, the reshoots that they did. Yeah. yeah. I don't, it's, it's, it's it, and then who knows what's going to cut, like, who knows what's going to come up as that movie gets closer, mm. you know? People start talking, chatter. Like there was those rumors that Ben Affleck was pissed about Batman vs Superman reception and stuff like that. How poor it did. You seen the video? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I I this yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm at best I'm cautiously optimistic for a Suicide Squad, but my yeah. enthusiasm has yeah. diminished. Mm. Talk to me about this Margot Robbie starring Harley Quinn movie after Suicide Squad. Right. Yeah. I'm really rooting for it to be an awesome movie and her to be an awesome character in it, and then maybe that might pique my interest. But right now, I'm like, you gotta show me something. Because people joke, people will joke around. I'm not joking around. Excuse me. They they'll say, oh. You know, we've seen enough origin stuff. We know everyone's origin. Da 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 da. Not everyone knows a Harley Quinn origin. True. She, she's just getting thrown into Suicide Squad. True. People don't, and then I think they're gonna tell her her story in Suicide Squad because by the trailers they depicted. But what's a one? There's like twenty other characters in that movie. They just just biting off more than they can chew. It's not gonna end well, guys. I'm sorry. Not you guys, but you know. No. I hope it does. Warner Brothers executives that are listening. I always support you know everyone to succeed. Yeah. Except for Zack Snyder. I hope he crashes yeah. the birds. <laughs> I mean, he's well on his way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Empire's going to come crumbling down. I if mean... Stupid wife. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's important that DC succeeds because mm-hmm. if it's just Marvel hitting home runs all the time, it's going to be like a monopoly of creativity mm. if DC keeps fucking up. Because that means, like, what if what if studios balk at Image Comics adaptations or Dynamite Comics or, or Valiant or other companies? Yeah. That want to get in on on the mix. Yeah. If it's just Marvel hitting home runs all the time, it's gonna be like, oh man, Jesus. Well, it's not a Marvel movie. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's time for Todd McFarlane to step up. Give us that Spawn horror movie. He did. He did about. say. He did say like there was um a script that's finished. He's been saying that for years, Carl. <laughs> hey man. I saw it recently. Hey, my my body is primed and ready for a Spawn film. I'll see the shit out of that. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, would you mind if Michael Jai White stars in it again? No, not no, at all. Not at all. You see how freaking... The boy's... The man's still in, like, great shape. Oh, absolutely. I mean, He's Black Diamond is awesome. Still a good actor. Yeah. I like Michael Jai White. Yeah. It's good stuff. 
I'm a fan of his. Me too. It's okay. Have you seen Black Dynamite, Maurice? No. You should. Okay. It's awesome. Send me a list. <laughs> Probably his best work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, you told me about it. Yeah, I'll check it out. You've seen it, right? Black Dynamite. No, actually, I watched a little bit of the cartoon. Oh, uh, see, the, see the movie. The, the, the movie is... Uh, Mwah. Masterpiece. That movie is dope. Yes, it is. I'll look into it. I love it. Do you my have favorite it? movie since was the Stephen Not Spock on me, movie. but I have it in my collection. Uh, so good. <laughs> Exit Wounds, I think it was called. What? Awesome. Is that with DMX and Steven Seagal? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Michael J. White was in that? I thought it was. I think that was DMX. I'm yeah, not... DMX is definitely in that. He was definitely yeah. in that. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. I'm not confusing Michael J. White for... For DMX. Yeah, you better not. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys finish up. I'm just gonna look this up real quick. All right. Well, I've got nothing else, man. I'm good for the week. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. As always, email the show at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it was. It was Michael Chai White. Oh, There's a scene when they're all, when they're fighting. They're fighting in the, in the locker room, and someone goes to go punch someone, and Michael Jai White comes and blocks his punch with his bicep, and they like lock up. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Oh man, I've never seen that movie because yeah. it looks super dumb. Why have yeah. I seen these awful movies? Well, I mean, it's amazing, but awful. Uh, yeah, uh, you will see Undisputed two, and then see Undisputed three. I actually yeah. liked his Never Back Down two. Okay. I, 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 I probably I maybe might have seen one. that. I think he's making Never Back Down three. As a matter of fact, yeah, I think last I checked, uh, he was too. But the Never Back Down movies hmm. aren't that bad. No, the first one was pretty cool with uh, what's his face. The... Oh, I don't remember anybody else. <laughs> God, Channing Tatum, I believe, was. Nah, he, no, no, okay. yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. he, he was in the dancing movies. Never mind. Uh, Some other yeah. dude. I got a question yeah. for you, Callbird. Where can people find us? Oh, Facebook on Facebook.com slash Cortex Prime, Twitter, Cortex Prime Cast, on Instagram at Cortex Prime Podcast, and um, our question of the week. Do y'all forget to remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah, yes. Google us, we'll pop right ahead. And select episodes on YouTube. Drop us some five-star reviews, people. <laughs> if you like the show, let us know. If you don't like the show, let us know. But still review it five stars. Yeah. <laughs> now, question of the week. Since this was a pretty much predominantly video game uh, episode, what video game would you love to see turn into a movie? Hmm. What, video game? Yeah. Classic or... Yeah, holler at us. Hmm. I'll just think about that myself. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was replying to a message on the phone. Yeah, Uh, and if you Google us, Codex Prime Podcast will be the first one on the top. Just find us, like us, love us, learn it, love it, live it. Later, nerds. Later. (laughs) Peace out, y'all. Peace.